Welcome to Hair Blazers. We're so happy to have you with us today. This is the podcast where we empower you to disrupt the beauty industry, starting with your chair and your salon. You can focus on running your business and tune in here to find out how to keep it moving forward. Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm the marketing manager for the Evade Institute Winnipeg and for the Verde Salon Group. And I'm Colleen, the Director of Education and Business Development for the Verde Salon Group. And today we're going to be discussing a hot topic, uh, why you should stop hating on Gen Z. (laughs) So this is actually a little bit funny because neither of us are Gen Z. We're both millennials. Um, There was haters on us too. There was so many haters on millennials. (laughs) I even saw articles uh, even as recent as like three years ago about like millennials are doing this wrong. And I was like, I was like, you're talking about teenagers. You should actually be saying Gen Z. <laughs> That's Gen Z. Maybe you could break down like the difference in the, you know, millennials, Gen Z. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with Gen Z. Gen Z has a bit of a hazy starting point, but a lot of people agree it's kind of like 90, 1998-ish onwards. So if you're born after 1998, so if you're like under 24, you would be Gen Z. Um, and then in terms of the other generations, we have millennials, which is like mid 80s to like 1997 ish. Um, and then before that, we have Gen X. And then before that, we have the baby boomers. Um, everybody knows about the baby boomers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Yeah, I think one thing that's really interesting to note is that all throughout history, every time there's like a new generation that's like coming up, late teens, early 20s, they're shaking things up. There's always a conversation around like, this generation is destroying everything. You know, you can go back like 100 years and find articles about like young people today don't want to work and and have all these problems and are questioning the establishment, you know? So it's, it's kind of funny to see that every new generation, it's it's just a conversation that recycles. The, the topics are slightly different um, in terms of what the new generation is, is shaking up, but the new generation is there and they're going to be changing things and they're going to have new ideas. And I, I, I think that's something that we should, we should welcome. We shouldn't feel resistant to. Absolutely. I think change is, is really important. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, people don't like change and that's, that's, I think, a big factor in this. And, you know, why do you think that is, Colleen? Ooh, well, I mean, a lot of it, I think, is personality. I think there's some people that have changed, but I'd say the majority, majority probably don't. And I think when you get comfortable and, you know, you found yourself inside of this, this box as you get older, one of my favorite quotes is, when's the last time you did something for the first time? And I know I say this all the time, but it's a reminder, like, maybe we do need to change things up once in a while. And it's not the worst, the worst thing. And I think as adults, we get really comfortable in what we're doing in our day to day and, um, and our relationships and, and what we question. And so I think that change can be hard. Yeah, change can definitely be hard. And I think especially with, you know, if you're in a business, if you own a business and there's a new generation coming up, they're definitely like challenging you to move with the times. They're challenging you to try different things. They're asking you questions that you're, you had never even thought about. Um, and I think too, it's important to keep in mind that this is your up and coming workforce. This is who is in hair school right now. This is who is going to be graduating and is going to be starting on your business and is going to be really the next the next generation of people who are working your business and making your business money. Yeah, absolutely. So we got to figure out how to work with other generations. 
Yeah, exactly. And you're doing it already. You know, you probably don't have just people in one generation who are in your business. You probably have a bit of a wide range. And if you've been in business for several years, you probably even remember, you know, five, 10 years ago, hiring young people who had new ideas and new perspectives in your business. And I think maybe one of the differences is Gen Z is a little bit louder about asking those questions and and challenging the status quo than maybe previous generations have been. But I think that that's something that you should welcome because it might be some, it might give you new ideas. It might give you the opportunity to grow your business. It might give you the opportunity to learn how to speak to a new audience when you're talking about bringing new people into your business, both as uh, stylists and as guests. So why don't we like dig into Gen Z a little and figure out, uh, so what is it that they're looking for? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I, I pulled some stats from Business Insider. I do know that these things are true just based on having a lot of conversations with students in hair school and finding out what they want, but I wanted to have some, some facts to back it up. Um, but definitely one of the things we're seeing is that they care a lot more about that work-life balance. So obviously, Colleen, you're part of the, like, the hiring team in the salon. How are you seeing that um, show up in people who are applying for jobs? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. And I'm like I'm on the older end of millennials, so I'm even like clo- closer Close to the to Gen, Gen X, X a little yeah. bit. So so I definitely have some of those same traits where I'm a, a lot of me growing up was like work 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 and then you just kind of find time when you can for life balance. So again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um and I think some questions that um that people coming on for jobs will be asking is like, you know, am I able to take more leave than say what the allotted vacation is and like what would that look like um are you open to me um figuring out specific hours that work for my lifestyle you know those types of questions and i think um when i was first looking for a job questions like that would be frowned upon to ask in an interview and i think now we have to be more open to um to these types of questions yeah especially because people are looking for that flexibility um and whether that's in terms of hours in terms of time off Um, I think that's definitely something that you should be at least willing to have a conversation around. Obviously, depending on your business model, different things are going to be feasible and different things are not going to be feasible. And I think being honest and upfront about that is very important. Obviously, you don't want to give people the impression that um, that's something's true when it's not. But I think that it's very important to keep in mind that this is is an important decision-making factor. Um, Another one is like Gen Z cares a lot about well-being and mental health. And I think that's also true for older generations. I just think that that conversation has been allowed to happen at varying degrees. So I think that comes out in terms of like, do you offer benefits? Are you providing kind of a sense of, of community in your space? And, you know, I think that those are kind of the things that people are after in terms of like, do you, do you even acknowledge that, you know, you want to, that, that your employee's mental well-being is something that exists? Do you even acknowledge that that's something that, that people, people deal with and, and people want to find ways to be healthy about, you know, it's not just our physical, it's also our, our mental well-being as well. I think that's something that's really important of, of all things that's been brought out um, with Gen Z too. And it's allowing, you know, millennials and and um, everyone older as well. Us to, older folks. Us older <laughs> folks to be okay with having these conversations and I, and not just okay, but knowing like it, it's a healthy thing for us and for like older individuals as well to be more open to these. And I think it's really helped um, mental health, you know, destigmatize over the over the past few years. 
Yeah, agreed. I think there's something we can all learn. So one thing that we mentioned really plays a role in that is the culture of your business. So Colleen, how do you see, you know, how would you recommend businesses best display that to people who might be new to the business? Like how, how can businesses show potential new hires, how great their culture is and how important it is to them? Well, firstly, do you have a good culture? Yeah. That's important to start. If you're going to showcase it, it has to, if you're going to showcase it, it has to be good. (laughs) So if we're in a place where we feel that we have a good culture and if you, if you're wondering if you have a good culture, the only way to find out if you have a good culture is to, is to ask the individuals and not obviously face to face is not always the best way. Um, People would, could possibly be intimidated, but, but find Find out from the staff in some sort of in some sort of way um, how they feel about the culture. If you send out an anonymous survey, you will learn real fast. This is true. how good your culture is. This is very true. When things are anonymous, people definitely feel emboldened to say things that they would not say to your face. So if you send out an anonymous survey and it's like all pretty much good feedback, then you That's have a, a great sign. culture. That's yeah. a good sign. And don't and don't be afraid. If you want to have a good culture and you're and you're worried that maybe you you don't have the perfect culture, don't be afraid to ask because there's always things that you can grow and build. And that's part of having a good culture is being willing to like make changes based on um, other people and how they're feeling. And take take that feedback too. You know, if if you don't have a good culture, I think that's an important thing to know is like, don't be afraid of it. Be will get curious. How can I improve? What areas need to be improved? What can I focus on? What, what, would make people feel like they're part of a community here because creating that community and creating that culture um, has has many many positive impacts on your guests, on your staff, on on your bottom line. It's it it influences everything in your business. Yeah, and I think a great way to showcase that is have the the new staff coming on, set them up with some of your other staff members um, when you're not there. So let them have conversations with other people on your team. I think that's a great way for them to get just some some natural feedback on how people um, people are feeling. Yeah, 100%. And I think one of the really, really big ones, um, I'm going to throw you a percentage here. So 42% of Gen Z would rather be at a company that gives them a sense of purpose than one that pays more. So that is a, a, a really big percentage and is definitely bigger than um, kind of like the average, like across all generations. Uh, so Gen Z cares a lot more about feeling like their work matters, feeling like what they do has purpose. And there's a lot of ways to give, you know, give someone a sense of purpose, but it really does um, come down to creating that sense of purpose for your business. It kind of, it kind of does come from the top. So what are some ways that you can kind of help create a sense of purpose in your business? I think it's finding out what your team's individual purposes are and then kind of coming up with like a joint, um, a joint purpose for the whole salon. So just for example, if, if you have people on your team that are just passionate about the environment or passionate about different charities or giving back, like finding out what those things are and helping work, work with them and with the rest of your team and then making that important to you as a business owner as well. Um, I think giving them the idea that you care about what they care about is something that can really, um, can really make people feel like you have a great culture. Yeah, agreed. And I think purpose comes up in kind of a few different 
aspects. Obviously, there's just infusing purpose into what you're doing every day. You know, like we really care about making people feel good about themselves. We really care about providing an amazing experience. We really care about having people feel better when they walk out than when they walk in, giving people a moment of peace in their day, whatever that purpose looks like, you know, or even just like providing them with a high quality product that is going to help meet their needs and address their concern. Your purpose doesn't have to be super complex. You you probably already have a purpose in what you're doing day to day, even if you don't necessarily have a way to express that. You probably do have a purpose already. And again, beyond that, which is like what you were talking about, Colleen, finding out what um, what nonprofits your, your team cares about, finding out what causes they care about, finding out how you can support those things. You know, like this past year for Earth Month, one thing that we, or actually this was last year um, for Earth Month, what we did was uh, we had a day that we opened on a Sunday. We're not normally open on Sundays. And a bunch of stylists came in. They volunteered their time. Um, and we did, I think it was $25 donation haircuts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can donate more than that. But donations start at a minimum $25. Um, and you could come in. You could get your haircut. And all of that, like 100% of that $25 plus went to clean environmental water and also clean drinking water. So that was something that we really cared about. That was something that the team really cared about. And you could see that passion because people people came in, people volunteered their time, people volunteered their skills, um, and everyone really banded together to create that, that sense of community and, and a really wonderful event, you know? So it doesn't, it doesn't need to be complicated. Even just finding out what people in your business care about and finding out like, okay, what can we do? What can we do to support that, that cause? Um, and that's, that's a really great opportunity to get that information from your team and even empower them. Be like, okay, um, you know, you really care about the lo- our local animal shelter. What can we do as a fundraiser for our local animal shelter? And empowering your team to, to plan that and move forward with that. So does Gen Z have like a specific communication style? Obviously, oh. they're all different, <laughs> but in general. That's a really good question, Colleen. So in terms of how to communicate with Gen Z, their communication style, definitely, uh, they prefer digital communication over other forms of communication. Uh, They're definitely going to be texting more than they're going to be emailing. And they're also going to be looking at your salon and social media before they're looking at your website, before they're looking to see if you're like have a job posting on a hiring platform. They're going to be looking at your Instagram. That's the first place they're going. So Keeping all of that in mind, having that job posting on that platform is great, but also having a really good hiring campaign on Instagram, letting people know you're hiring, sharing stories from your current team, especially from people who started out as new talent and have grown from there, um, people that they can relate to. Even just having like a really short two-minute interview with somebody talking about your salon and what they like about working there can make a huge difference because it helps them make a connection. And that's really important to note. And if you have a team member who prefers to communicate um, digitally, who prefers to send you a DM on Instagram when they're interested in working for your business, work with that, embrace it. Um, not everybody's going to work that way, obviously. And there might be some millennials who also prefer that, but there's also probably some millennials who would rather send an email. Um, so I think 
Making, and put two spaces after a period. And put two spaces <laughs> after a period. Um, <laughs> so taking taking all those things in mind, um, it's important to really embrace all of the different kind of communication channels that you can use and all the different technology that you can use to kind of reach that audience, especially keeping in mind where they're going to be looking for your business and where they're going to be seeing if you're hiring or not. And I think too that you shouldn't underestimate the role that social media is going to play in the success of this kind of like up and coming generation of hairstylists. Social media plays a huge role. And if you're able to like provide some support or some additional education on that in salon and like how they can grow their, their business and their clientele specifically with social media, that's a major value add because the days of going out and like pounding the pavement and going out and handing out business cards, you can still do that. But that's not really how people are building their clientele now. That's that's not how that clientele is happening. Um, and it's that's been a, a change that's happened, I would say, like fairly quickly. So what we're trying to say is that just because something is new and maybe unfamiliar to us or to older generations, it does not necessarily mean it's wrong or unprofessional. Um, and we should probably just stop hating on them. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> and the thing is too, it's like, you know, if you're hiring these Gen Z team members and they're like really killing it on social and they're building up their books that way and they're, you know, creating a sense of community in your salon when you're giving them the opportunity to organize a fundraiser for like a community organization that means a lot to them or you're even like letting them have a hand in your in your branded Instagram there's so much opportunity for that new perspective and that new person and that new way of doing things to influence your business in a way that's going to help you succeed if you hire like even just think about it this way um say you have like I don't know how many stylists you have in your business, but if you added like 10% more and you're hiring these like new up and coming social savvy Gen Z stylists and they are working to really build that clientele through, you know, methods that may be new to you, like maybe they have a really killer TikTok account um, or something like that, embracing that they're going to be doing things differently can help you build your business because they're going to be building their chairs. They're going to be getting to the point where they're profitable. They're moving up. They're becoming senior stylists. They're making that commission. They're helping kind of even that next generation after them in time. And all of those things can help improve your business and keep your business moving forward. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to leave us a review, share with your team, and tune in next month for the next episode.